the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Wisconsin State Assembly, District 79. Now, here's our moderator, Mona Steele. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Mona Steele, and I would like you, I'd like to introduce you to one of the candidates for Wisconsin State Assembly, District 79, Tom Clowder. Sandy Pope Roberts was unable to attend due to a scheduling conflict. To start with, uh, you have three minutes to give an opening statement which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Wisconsin State Assembly, and why are you running? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the League of Women Voters for this opportunity. And um, there's a number of things that got me interested in this race. And I've always said in politics there's um, topics and there's timing. And the topics are out there for all of us to listen to with this last budget that just went through. And obviously, it's the timing as well. But let's look at myself for a minute to answer your question. Um, I'm a lifetime, lifelong resident of Dane County. Um, I'm 58 years old, and I've lived here all my life. Um, I am the former mayor of the city of Fitchburg. I was mayor for six years. I was on the Dane County Board for 10 years. Um, I was a president of the Dane County City and Villages. And along with that, I was also, um, when I was on the county board, I was the chairman of the Public Protection and Judiciary Committee. And the government appointed me to the Regional Planning Commission, which is the old CARPSI, you know, that was, of course, years ago. Turning to the civic side, um, I am a retired police officer. I worked the street for the city of Fitchburg for 26 years. Um, certified EMT. I also worked with Special Olympics with Dane County with um, kids with disabilities. I am a member of the Lions Club in Fitchburg in the Elks Club in uh, Madison. Um, the Historical Society, I'm a member in the city of Fitchburg. Uh, so you can tell uh, with my background, I did grow up, as I stated, I grew up in actually Westmoreland and then I moved to Fitchburg, but I've been in Fitchburg approximately 33 years. And um, my wife and I live there and I have two grown daughters. But what got me going in this race were the issues and to better represent the people in the 79th district. Okay, um, what, is, what do you believe is the most urgent issue in your district? And what would you do about it? The most urgent issue we're facing right now in the state of Wisconsin is jobs. Um, jobs, we had a situation in Fitchburg and I lived through it. The first round, this was a few years back when Sub-Zero was losing jobs. I was aware of it. I talked to some of those employees. I also knocked on, I turned in 360 signatures for this race and I think I knocked on 340 doors. And the number one issue was jobs followed by taxes. 
But jobs to me are, it's such a, a domino effect because if people don't have jobs, they can't buy home, pay taxes, take care of their children, buy transportation, buy food. It's interesting, um, I feel this state right now is, they're unfriendly to small business. Um, I, I just, you seem to read the paper, you seem to see the jobs um, leaving Wisconsin, um, going to other states, and that has to stop. I did see an article in this, the paper the other day talking about more collaboration between communities in the state of Wisconsin. My, ad, my attitude is um, that's a must. It's not something we should think about. It's something that the state, we should do to create jobs, to work with other communities. Um, it does no one any good for biotechnology for somebody to come that's interested in biotech to the state and then leave because they didn't like Madison or they didn't like Fitchburg or they didn't like Sun Prairie. Once we get them to come to Wisconsin, we got to get them to stay. Okay. Um, if you are elected, you are coming into our legislature uh, during a continuing economic downturn. So we're following up on your jobs issues and a significant gap between revenues and spending. What do you believe are the most important priorities the legislature should address in the budget? Uh, we have to, we have to, and it's an old phrase that I've heard a number of people use, but it's, it's, it's just so relevant for what we're talking about. We've got to stop spending money. Um, we have to stop digging a hole and getting ourselves into it in more deeper than we already are. Um, it just is a situation right now where um, it's, is it a want or is it a need? And when I ran a budget in the city of Fitchburg, um, I tried to keep the spending at around 3%. I tried to watch taxes and I tried to treat people's wallets, purses, as they were of my own. So my point is, is if we don't need it, we shouldn't be buying it. And um, right now the state, it's amazing how deep this budget is as far as a deficit, like um, 2.7 billion, I believe it is. It's way up there in numbers. But the point is, is we have to stop spending money. And people are tired of taxes um, I looked at the paper this morning, and just a headline, I think it said something like three point, around 3%, the county's going up in taxes, 2.9. People's ability to pay right now is not there. It's just not there. Um, so the point is, is we have to stop spending money. And it comes down, as I stated, to uh, voting for things that the state needs, not the things that individual legislature people want. Um, we really have to just tighten our belt on this whole situation. Okay, and if elected, once again, uh, you will be coming into the legislature with a large number of new legislators. However, competence in the legislature's ability to accomplishing anything of significance to help the state appears to be very low. Um, what do you believe are the most important steps the legislature should take to regain the public's trust? 
I really think that the citizens of the 79th district, um, as well as the people throughout the state, are tired of bickering. They're tired of arguing. They're tired of um, the mud that's being thrown between maybe one person and another. Um, I think that as hard as it is for some, people are gonna choke when they hear this next statement. It's time for legislators, governors, people to be honest. And it's time to, we, we, all, we all in the legislature, if elected, if I'm elected, I know we all have our pet peeves, you know, every legislature for their district. Northern Wisconsin's a little different than Southern Wisconsin, or maybe to the east or the west. I totally understand that. But there is an important part to this, this piece that I believe I did it when I was mayor in the city of Fitchburg. And that's work with other people. When I was mayor, I worked with the mayor of Madison, the mayor of Sun Prairie, the mayor of Middleton. And we didn't always agree, but at least we were able to work together. And um, I feel that people want that. Um, people are tired of people arguing and it achieves nothing. It, it you know, that people get disgusted with it. And um, I can't say that reaching across the aisle, people always agree with me either. I understand that. But you know, the team's got to work together or it won't win. I'll leave it at that. Okay. The next question is the financing of public schools has cut deeply into school budgets to the point where many districts are experiencing significant cuts that are affecting their students. Are there measures the legislature can enact that you believe will assist the districts? This is a very um, important topic to a lot of people in my district. Within Madison, there's a part of Madison that the 79th district has. And there's also a part, um, there's obviously the Middleton Cross Plains School District. And as I sit here today, I want to talk to those people in the larger districts. I'm not eliminating Verona's and the Springdale in the Mount Horb area or anything like that, but I'm just saying this, this larger districts. And the larger districts that I just talked about is Madison and Middleton Cross Plains. And to those parents out there, as well as the teachers out there, I'm gonna start by reading just one little small statement that I actually worked on that I think is very important. And it reads as follows. It says, my Democratic opponent, the chairman of the Education Committee, voted with the legislature to approve changes to the school funding formula that hurt your schools. I'm gonna say that again, that hurt your schools. She was also the head of the Education Committee and she voted for this budget that hurt the schools. I support a formula that, that responds to the educational needs of the students and to special needs of rural areas without penalizing the students in that area. I think it's important that we look at obviously all students and we have to work not only with the parents 
But the school's issue right now, it was about 12% in, it was about 12% the Middleton Cross Plains School District hit. And as you know, it was in the Madison papers, middle, the Madison schools also took a big hit with this last budget. Now I'm referring to the last budget. And that has to stop. We'd have to come up with ways to make this, the kids across the district on the same playing field. There is one other topic in reference to this same, this same situation, and that's that we have to support our teachers better. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that in the paper. Um, I will put the teachers in the same category as firefighters and police officers, and I was one. And I'm, when, I'm, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about their salary, I'm talking about um, what they do, how they help people. But as far as the school goes, I think it's important that um, we also drastically increase our emphasis on reading. I'm such a believer that if a kid, if a children can't read, it affects all the parts of their school. It just mm -hmm. affects everything. It affects their math, their science, their understanding. And I'm going to tell you that the reading end of this has been left out. But it's important that we have a strong emphasis on reading, math, and science. And if elected, I'm going to state that I'll work my best to work with all these school districts. But you have to understand in this last budget, these larger school districts took a big hit, and they took, I think, a hit that they shouldn't have taken. Okay. Um, transportation issues, uh, such as the regional transportation authorities, high-speed rail, and infrastructure construction and maintenance are significant issues to citizens. Um, what do you believe are the most important areas for the legislature agenda in transportation? We've got to fill some potholes. I'm going to start there. Being a retired law enforcement officer, when people go to the gas pump, that extra tax is used to maintain our roads. It's not being done. Um, there's a lot of cars out there that need new shock absorbers and have to be fixed because of all the potholes throughout this, throughout the whole, my district, I'll use my district. I've been on those rural roads, I know how they are. I am a firm believer that the citizens of Dane County also don't want to raid the transportation fund. And that's what my opponent and the legislature did in this last session. They raided the transportation fund. So in turn, that did hurt our roads. And speaking about the high-speed rail, I was actually shocked. Um, let me lose a little parallel with this one. It has to do with when you put a bid out and you only get one bid. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you extend that or you put out for applications for a job and you get one person and you might want to say that might be a good person but we want to see if we get other people 
so we extend the deadline. Mm -hmm. I was amazed that the governor took one bid and bought a train. I totally think that's wrong. I think that should have been out for bid. That should have been looked at in a way that the citizens of this state get a better bang for their buck. We don't know if we did with this train when it was purchased. The, most, the, most, the two most important things you've already mentioned that concern me, and people should understand this, and I totally understand it. It's like when you buy your car. You have to have maintenance for it. You're going to change oil. If you get a flat tire, you know you've got to fix it. With this train, people better understand there is no operating money. There is no maintenance money. So the taxpayers are going to be part of it. Um, that concerns me greatly. Uh, that's a huge, huge piece to this puzzle that nobody has an answer for right now. And if, they, if somebody has that answer, call me, because I'm not aware of it. And I guess I, I will say a little bit about the RTA. When I was on the county board, I fought for a referendum for the convention center. And I got all sorts of static. And it divided Dane County. And we're going through the same thing right now. There are communities that are going to put the referendum, the RTA, out there to hear what their citizens have to say. And then there's other places that aren't going to do anything. And it's interesting, I'm a believer in the referendum. I think that we should hear from the citizens on big projects. When they're multi-million dollar projects, mm -hmm. what does it hurt to ask the public their opinion? I definitely think that we should be doing that. And what's happened with this project with the RTA You've divided the county. You've put cities against villages, villages against cities, towns against city. It's not the way to do it. It's interesting, the county, and I can use a county executive, she asked for money for, high, for the RTA without a plan. There's no plan. And with that same breath, people are saying, well, why are we voting on this RTA when there's no plan? Well, wait a minute. We're asking for money for the RTA. There's no plan. And what people want to vote on now, I hear, well, there's no plan. Why are you going to vote on it? Well, let's look at that. You're asking for money, and there's no plan. Let's be fair. <clears throat> there are continuing calls for a number of reforms uh, to the campaign process. What do you believe are the best reforms the legislature should implement? Well, you're just talking about spending money, aren't you? <laughs> I tell you, I, I mean, I'm a believer that um, these campaigns, let's just look at the governor's race. Uh, I'll just, for an example, if I can use that. When I hear a number, 
and I have to tell you, I'm not exactly sure at the number. So I'll tell you right out, don't quote me on the number. When I hear $50 million for a campaign, I think we're out of balance. I think it discourages people from running. I think people don't want to get involved, that you may want to get involved, but they won't. Uh, people can't afford to run because it costs too much money. Um, should there be a cap, like if I'm running against you, mm -hmm. so we both are running in the same office and you can only spend, let me make it up, $5,000, and that means I can only spend $5,000, not 10. That's not, would I vote to cap this to make it common sense? Would I vote to stop the spending with great numbers with the, the courts just changed? I, I think you may have seen that. Yes, they did. I, I was shocked. I think it's wrong. It's gonna make our country even divide even more than we already are. I think that we could probably get people to run for office more too. In some of these races, um, we need good candidates. And the fact is, is some people won't run because of the money. Would I vote to cap that? My answer is yes. Well, you mentioned the court decision. I, I think the Supreme Court uh, is saying that any amount and, of money yeah, is fair exactly. game. Exactly. That, I, that, that's what I was referring to. I, I said think. the court. And it just, can you imagine okay. that? I mean, it just, um, to me, it's, it's shocking. And that's where you get, and I didn't mention special interest groups, and I agree with you. I mean, the special interest groups, now the floodgates are open, you know. And now, now let it start, and I, I think it's wrong. Thanks very much. This has been an interesting discussion, but we are out of time. Okay. So at this time, you have uh, the opportunity to make a one-minute closing statement. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to make a couple of comments here if I can, and I'm gonna to have to go fast with your time, that's for sure, but um, I just wanna uh, tell people of a few things here that um, I'm, I have stated, and that's that the number one priority for me is jobs. The number two is stop spending money. I do wanna just inform you that I know my opponent has been out there stating that she voted for a better drunk driving law Judy Jensen from Mequon does not want to hear about that because Judy lost her daughter and granddaughter because they were killed by a drunk driver. I think the legislature was off the target with this law. First time drunk driving should be a crime and we should also have sobriety checkpoints. As I stated, the legislature raided the transportation fund. That has to stop. Listen to these tax increases, 4% tax raise. In the state, the university system, 5.5%. 10% in the state spending. My opponent voted 127% to increase taxes on seniors who live in our nursing homes. We have to have less government 
that's what everybody wants. Government's got to get out of the way of people's lives and assist the people out there not to be obstructionist. And I'll end by stating the state, too, has to be more friendly to small business. We have to stop driving businesses out of the state of Wisconsin. And right now I'm sitting here saying we're doing that. The opponent that I am running against has increased spending so much that that got me involved in this race. And I will just end by saying I appreciate your vote on November 2nd. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Clowder. Um, I'm unfortunately we're out of time and uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Clowder for joining us and also I'd like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, November 2nd. Please do vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or about obtaining the League's Voter Guide Candidates Answers, call the League office at 232-9447. Again, I'm Mona Steele, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm.